Hello and welcome back. Yes, <laughs> that's correct. You are listening to the Sears Soccer Studs podcast. Where we discuss the beautiful game with a southern twang. I'm your co-host Matt. And I'm Joe. So Matt. Do you have a stale biscuit? I mean, it's been a while. You got something yeah. you want to cut? I mean, yeah, let's cut pro- it. <laughs> we probably need to throw this biscuit out and make a new batch. Okay, new All batch. Right. That All sounds right. good. <laughs> With extra butter, please. Oh, yeah. Well, Joe, how you been? Good. Good. Doing, doing it's excellent. Been a little while. Yep. yep. Hanging in there. Yeah. Life good? Life is good. Good. On all hear. counts. Yes, sir. All right. Hanging in there. How about yourself? Things are going really well for me. Um, soccer, I'm coaching you know 11 uh, 14 year olds right now that's right and, i saw you out there yeah it's going really well i'm getting a lot of positive feedback from the parents i'm enjoying it i'm seeing these kids some of them you know that they're just improving so much and it's just very rewarding so every time i'm out there even though my ankles feel like they're the size of wells by the time i get <laughs> finished up um it's been extremely rewarding and just makes me happy man would it be fair to say you're the ted lasso of local (laughs) soccer (laughs) no because i actually do know a little bit about soccer (laughs) played soccer before but i hope that i bring some some of that ted lasso-ness that positivity the positivity yes i've seen you out there on the field yeah yeah Yeah, it's been good it's been real good so well, hello everyone and welcome back. We're, you know, sorry that it took so long, but we just have things going on and wanted to take a little time to really reevaluate what we wanted to do. So, yeah. a little reboot. You know, sometimes yeah. when you shut rebirth. down the computer, yeah, rebirth. It takes a while for it to boot back up. That's where we are now. It's working. Yeah, so we just wanted to try to figure out something different to do and instead of making it so seemed like it was just repetitive and kind of bland right so we want to try to change it up a little bit so make it more fun for everybody exactly hope you don't mind so kind of what we decided to do today is go over the big six their remaining games and where we see them headed but first as all podcasts start (laughs) off (laughs) with us we jammed out to a few songs um I took one from the early 2000s, maybe late 90s. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that era. Yeah. You, you'll know it when you hear it. So it was Switchfoot, Meant to Live. Yes. Yeah. Oof. Great song. It came on recently, and it was just one of those that I know Joe and I probably drove around in the old Jeep back in yeah. the day and jammed <laughs> out to that. Yep. So I took a little old school, you know, got a little nostalgia going. Mm-hmm. And then we also listened to kind of a newer song. Um, I've been really into Childish Gambino lately. And this song is called Retro, parentheses, Rough. Yes. Ooh. It is explicit, so uh, just make sure that well, you're... Yeah, check it out, though. Earmuffs it if you have to. Yep. But it's uh, it's got a great beat. And yeah, just a great song. It's a good one. So, 
Anyway, we'll get yes. back to the podcast. So, Joe, we're going to discuss the big six. Yeah. Um, That's right. No games this nope. past little bit. International stuff. Yep. It's uh, – I saw where quite a few players have picked up injuries, which always happens, which is really kind of poor, especially for Robert Lindwandowski in the Bundesliga. Ugh. It's chasing like a 50-year-old yeah. record. Gerd Muller's yeah. record, yeah. And he's going to be out for four weeks, they said. Oh, my with goodness. With a knee injury. Yeah, he was on track to do it. And with ease, too. Yeah. yeah. So – Anyway, so the big six. So we're talking about Man City. Can I do a quick shout-out? Oh, absolutely. To a fan of the podcast. I know he writes in a lot. Sorry we hadn't answered your emails, Tim. We're talking about Tim Ream, the Strawberry Dream, was starting for the U.S. (laughs) I was like, wait, (laughs) wait, is Tim Ream two-foot Terry? I wish. Ah, Tim Ream. I just had to give a quick shout-out. It was so good to see him out there. Those locks, man. Ooh. We haven't seen him in the EPL in so long. I know. I've forgotten. The strawberry dream. He was looking like Kevin Costner on Waterworld. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wonderful. Yep. Wonderful name drop. Yeah. I appreciated that movie. A lot of people thought it was garbage. It's underrated. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not perfect, but it's underrated. When you start off the movie by drinking your own urine. <laughs> yeah. I do it because it's sterile, and I, I like, like the, the taste. taste. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dry land. Oh, yes. Tim Ream. All right. <laughs> the sequel. <laughs> so, the big six. We're talking about Man City. We're talking about Joe's Boys, Man United. We are talking about Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, and Tottenham. One thing I want to ask later on is, and I want to get your opinion on this, should... Leicester start to be considered part of the big six. Okay? Mm. Think All about right. that. I got my answer. All right. So, Man City in first place. 71 points. They're, they have a – let's see. They have played one more game than just about everybody. Yes. So – I'm 30. If Man United win that game – they would still be 11 points behind Man City. Mm. Is anybody going to catch Man City? No. Okay. Uh, I think that's a – we need to close the book on that. Okay. Give them credit. They're too far ahead. There might have been a chance, but, yeah, some of the results didn't go Man United's way. I just – yeah, I give Man City credit. So their remaining fixtures, Leicester, Leeds, Aston Villa, Crystal Palace, Chelsea, Newcastle, Brighton, Everton. You think they, they're they going to drop many points in that? Mm, uh, maybe a couple. couple? Yeah. I mean, okay. I'm sure once they get that close, I mean, they'll they'll probably be prioritizing Champions League. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they got it locked up. There's no way they're going to drop 11 points. Okay. So, big thing out of Man City that just uh, came out, was it yesterday or today? Cunaguero. Yes. Is leaving at the end of the season. Which, in a previous email... We said, yeah, he's leaving. We thought he's going back home. Yeah. But from what it's looking like. Barca. Yeah, Barca. Juventus, maybe. Hmm. Somewhere. He, I don't, he's not going to stay in the Premier League. He said that. But If you were him, where would you go? Ooh, probably Serie A. Really? I think it's a little, well, either that or La Liga. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know. Barca, man, it'd be tough. I mean, he's older. 
his injury history. Uh, they might eat him alive out there. Yeah, but apparently him and Messi are good mates. That's true. So maybe they'll. Uh, yeah, if Messi stays, then yeah, it might be a good spot for him. Okay, I can see it. So Cunaguero out. Who do you do you think that Man City will splurge on a Ford this summer? Yes. I okay. Do. I really so, do. So there's talks of Harry Kane or Erling Holland. Man City doesn't really spend those big bucks. You know, like they spend a lot of money, but it's kind of, you know, on different players. Right. I think they're I think it was actually was it Diaz that was their yeah. record signing? Signing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the money to get one of those types of players, the Harry Kane, the Erlen Holland, you're talking like Neymar level, like record breaking. Over a hundred. Yes. Over a hundred. Yeah. I mean Holland, you know, his dad played yep. for Man City. They got that connection. But we always have to talk about with Erling Holland, his agent. Yes. Raola. Ooh. So he came out and said basically that he doesn't want to work with Manchester United ever again. Mm. He said that Pep knows how he feels about him and he knows how Pep feels about him, so that's kind of done and dusted. So I don't I don't know. I don't know. Well money talks. It does. It does. It would so, be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the scariest prospect for me, to see him go there. So if that happens, you think we can just leave the Premier League trophy at Man City for the next, I, mean, I don't maybe. know, decade? Yeah, for a little while. Yeah, that'd be okay. tough. Yeah, let's hope that doesn't happen. Right, right. Okay, let's move on to your boys, Manchester United, all right? Uh-huh. They are currently in second, 57 points. Their next uh, nine games are Brighton. Tottenham, Burnley, mm-hmm. Leeds, Liverpool, Villa, Leicester, Fulham, Wolves. So, in there, you've got some pretty, I would say, Tottenham, Liverpool, maybe Villa, definitely Leicester. Mm-hmm. Wolves, at the end of the season, they'll probably be mid-table. And not really caring. I just don't see them pushing forward and trying to fight for a European spot. Yeah, I think so, it's kind of a lost season for Wolves. Yeah, They won't get relegated, but they're not going to push for Europe. So, yeah, I mean, I'm seeing Manchester United, I think, top four locked in, barring some crazy disaster. Okay. So I heard recently um, on a podcast, uh, they discussed, I think it was the BT Sports Writers Podcast. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which episode. But they were talking about the amount of minutes played by Manchester United's starting 11. So apparently Ole doesn't like to shift too many people around. He likes no the same crew. Yeah, he does not have a lot of confidence in some of the bench players. Will that come back to bite them? Maybe. A game or two. I don't think it'll be enough to let, you know, freaking West Ham, Spurs, any of them jump jump them into the top four. They might not finish second, but I feel confident. Top four. I mean, Bruno, I mean, yeah, he's putting up a lot of minutes. You know, they tried in the FA Cup to get Donny Vanderbeek some action. And, yeah, like you're saying, 
it almost kind of tells you why there's a reason, you know, Ole is not feeling these guys. Like, you put them in there and there's a noticeable drop in the style of play and the danger, you know, we pose. So it's kind of like, dang, man, what can he do? He's going to have to get them in there somehow, some of these games, but he can't chop and change too much because then uh, then you uh, don't get the results you need. Okay. Good. But yeah, but I think, yeah, if they can stay healthy, yeah, I'm saying top four. Okay. Easily. All right. You think anybody's going to be coming in over the summer? I think so. I think they're going to go for one marquee player. Since you're a big fan, could you give us a little insight on where that position may be? I think it's going to be attacking Okay. player. Number nine? Number nine. I mean, Cavani has recently, well, his father came out and it was kind of dropping hints. Not really feeling it in England. You know, he's a very, very good player. I think everybody around the club likes him. But, yeah, it's kind of taking a uh, downward turn here lately. So, I don't know if he's going to be sticking around. That leaves him light up front. Yeah, there, there's going to be some sort of forward reinforcement coming in. I think that's where the money's going to go to. Maybe another backup player, maybe defensive midfielder. But, yeah, some sort of attacking reinforcement, like okay. marquee signing. Okay. Perfect world, Erlen Holland. Everybody wants him. I know. Everybody. That's going to be the sweepstakes to watch this summer. I've literally seen seven to ten clubs. Everybody. You know, just depending on which source of country it came out of, the newspaper, it's it's like, oh, he's going to Italy. No, he's going to Real. Yeah. No, he's going Barca to are gonna try to get him. five teams in the Premier League. Like yeah. It's all over the place. Yeah, there's really no predicting it. I'd love to see him, though. He is a generational talent. Yes. He yes, would be my yes. pick. I mean, honestly, if I were a bet man, I'd probably – well, it depends on what happens with Paul Pogba. But assuming he re-ups, I'm thinking they're going to go Grealish or Sancho. Okay. At the price drop on Sancho. Okay. That would be my guess. Some Somebody proven English that, yeah, big signing, but also can jump straight in. Good. And then maybe go with somebody they can groom, defensive midfield, somebody like that. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, for a little cheaper. Cool, cool, cool. So, let's move on to Leicester. I know that we're talking about the big six, but we're here. Mm-hmm. I asked the question, do we need to remove one of the big six and add Leicester into this conversation? I mean, it's almost like making a big seven. I mean, okay. I mean, Arsenal, I think, will be back. I think they're a little further down the curve that Leicester find themselves on to where you make a change, start making smart moves, promoting young players, good coach, you know, what they would term a quote-unquote project. Leicester, they have it nailed down. From the manager on down, these players, they sign them, and if they want to sell them, they're going to sell them for big bucks because everybody wants these guys. I mean, it's a heck of a team. I mean, they are where they are for a reason. Do you think Brendan Rodgers, as much as we love to talk <laughs> some smack about Loathe. him, <laughs> does he get the credit he deserves? I think he's coming around. Okay. I mean, he justifiably made fun of. Like, he is like the boss on the office was his name. You know, Steve Carell. Yeah, Michael Scott. <laughs> just his corporate sloganeering, just how he's all talk and – 
coming up with this crazy stuff and you're like, oh my gosh, like you just feel the team like roll their eyes, like, oh my gosh, this guy is ridiculous. But no, he, yeah, went went to Celtic, came back, the reputation restored. Leicester, I mean, that, that is a tough team. They really are. I mean, they can beat anybody in the league on their day. Yep, that is true. But yeah, it's, it's a total package. Like the signings they make, young players, it's just a well-run club. Got a really good recruitment. Yes, yeah. and that's what would yeah, that's what makes me think they might be here to stay because, I mean, if that don't stop, then they're going to be around the top for I as mean, long as they can compete. Last year, towards the end of the season, we were talking about the defender Sion Chu. Mm-hmm. Then he's hurt at the beginning of the season. Then we're talking about James Justin. Yeah. We're talking about Fafana. Fafana, my and goodness. We're like these these guys are like under twenty three. Where did they come from? Yeah. And they're just bossing the toughest league in the world. Yeah. Like breezing around the field. Yeah. And, I mean, I could see Harvey Barnes taking over for Jamie Vardy. Yep. With the pace that he's got. And, I mean, he, he's he got the mentality too, you know. Yes. I mean, it's a stacked team. Like, when everybody's healthy. I mean, they've been getting some wins minus Harvey Barnes. Right. No James Madison. So, and it's, it's a good team. I mean, there's no doubt. And Ihanacho has been playing well lately, yeah. too. He's I mean, really where, proven where, do you, where do you see them finishing up? Top four? I do. I do see them finishing top four. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they overtook Man U. Well, let's look at their schedule real quick. So, they don't have an easy schedule. Mm. Next two games, Man City, West Ham. I want to talk about West Ham as well, but, I mean, those two games right there could be six drop points. Right. Then you got West Brom, Crystal Palace, Southampton, Newcastle. That's four games, could be an easy breeze. 12 points game back, right? Right. Last three games, Man U, Chelsea, Tottenham. That's it right there. That's tough. Those three. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just afraid that uh, the same thing that will happen last year to them when they were, I mean, before the before the COVID break or force break, what, what do they call it? Before the pandemic, I guess. Yeah, pre-pandemic. <laughs> they, um, they were sitting like in second, and then they dropped completely out. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't second, but they were doing – no, they weren't second. That's right. Man City was second. But they were still in the top four yeah, and they doing were, well. Yeah, for a little while they were doing so, real well. So I don't know. Um, I'd like to see them finish in the top four, get back into the Champions League, get some extra money from the Champions League to – and they use their money wisely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they make the other clubs in the top six be smarter. Yeah, I mean you can't you can't be messing around forever when you have clubs like that that are well run, well coached. They do not play around. Yeah, and you know we gotta. I, I truly respect them because they still you know their. What was it? Their owner died in a was it a helicopter accident? I think so. Something like that. I mean, he he really pushed this club to their first title. He really wanted the best for him and I think they're trying to repay him 
So I, I like what's going on at Leicester. I'm with you. All right, so in fourth we have Chelsea, my boys. They're sitting on 51 points, five behind Leicester. Chelsea's next three games, West Brom, Crystal Palace, Brighton. Brighton's never going to be an easy place to win, but you would think that maybe they could get those points. And then they have West Ham, Fulham, and then Man City, Arsenal, Leicester, Villa. Ooh, that's a murderer's row. Yeah. But, you know, going into it, all the Chelsea fans will tell you when Thomas Tuchel took over, we had, I think it was Liverpool, Atletico Madrid, you know, a few games that were just like, if we get get any points out of these, we'd be lucky. And we're undefeated under him. Two goals conceded in 14 games, and one of them we scored ourselves. So I like what he's doing with the defense. I hope that we can stay healthy and start popping in goals because if we can do that, our defense is playing pretty solid. So I like where Chelsea's going. I love this coach. Absolutely love him. He is so meticulous. I think somebody said that he's like mini pep. He focuses on every single detail. And now that I've, obviously I'm coaching, you know, younger kids, (laughs) but that attention to detail is very important and trying to just develop your players and make them, you know, one to two, two percent better each practice like that. That means a lot. So I just love this coach. I love what he's doing. He he's using his man management really well and resting players when they need resting. He's just he's something else. I like him. Tommy tactics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, yeah. He can't argue with the results. Yeah. He's been putting it down. And I think we have the easiest run to the Champions League final. I agree. So that could that'd be incredible. That would be. Um, what um, What do you think in transfer wise? Coming um, in, going out. I I would say a central defender, but with the resurgence of um, one of our homegrown players, um, Andreas Christensen has looked phenomenal. Tiago Silva. I mean, I think they're already trying to get him to sign up next year. He's happy. What I love about him is apparently once he goes to a club, he just he's doesn't care about anything else. He's a part of that club mm. to the death. Right. And I've seen a lot of stuff to like say. Like some that. Braveheart stuff. Yeah. So we definitely, um, with Giroud getting up in his age, Tammy Abraham is not – Signing any contracts, a renewal. Really? I think he's smart to do so because somebody could come in and just take his place. I like Tammy a lot, but he's missing something in a striker's instinct. He doesn't make the right runs. He's always just a second late or just there's just something about him. Um, heard West Ham would really like to sign him. Oh, he'd be a heck of a player for them. Yeah, so – I see a striker coming in, um, maybe a defensive midfielder or a six. I don't know. We'll see. There's going to be a lot of stuff moving around at Chelsea because of all the lone players we have out still, too. 
that are playing all it's a over whole the place. Army. Yeah. So, but I see good things in Chelsea's future. Probably at the beginning of the year, once Tuchel loses like two or three games in a row, he'll be gone. I mean, that's how Chelsea works. But all right, in fifth place we have West Ham. That's right. I don't see them dropping many points. They do not. Declan Rice is one of the best defensive midfielders I have seen. Oh, he is. Yeah, there's no joke. That guy is amazing. He has the highest success rate in dribbles completed as well. So when this guy decides that he's going on a little adventure out west. He does. He packs he up takes his it. car <laughs> and he makes it. It's like Clark Griswold. He goes all the way. Yes. No, he's. I would love to see him in Manchester United's colors. If anything, he'd come back to Chelsea. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to happen, but he is exactly the player like a Manchester United. Anybody needs a player at the base of midfield who can do it all. Just get the ball, take it, pass it. He's just an all-around player because he can also help you out on corners, defending corners, and also attacking corners. I mean, he's just – everything that he does is – I'm really respecting this kid. And the fact that he's, like, best friends with Mason Mount, and they talk about they want to play club ball together again, be it make, great. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, West Ham has – has left Wolves, Leicester, Newcastle, Chelsea, Burnley, Everton, Brighton, West Brom, Southampton. That's a pretty easy run in. Yeah, I don't see them dropping many places and many points. I don't see them breaking in the top four, but they're, yeah, it's going to be tough to dislodge them from fifth. With no fans, they are playing better than they ever have. Yes. I mean, David Moyes is hocus pocus in his way. Yes. Back to his Everton prime. I mean, it is uncanny. Oh, he's he's doing better than Everton right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's very similar. What's crazy is the fact that they. I think it was um, Suchek, Thomas Suchek. Mm-hmm. I think he came in first, and somebody. I can't remember where where I heard this, but somebody was like, hey, you need to look at this league, wherever Thomas Suchek and Sufal came from. They were like, there's some really good players in there, and we, we think you should look. And boom, those two guys, mainstays. Yes. In that, in the, the, let's see, the midfield and the defense. And, I mean, they're just playing unbelievable. I mean, that's one team – yeah, just the team spirit, you can tell. Like, he is capturing, like, this magic again to where, yeah, this team will scrap, will die for each other. Like, I don't want to play them in paintball. Mm-mm. They're going to kill you. Mm-mm. Dodgeball, they're going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate to see their fans come back, and their fans are about as worse as Arsenal fans, and them just – the life just gets sucked right out of them. Because yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying seeing this this West Ham. Oh, me too. These hammers are – Oh, they got some exciting bubbling. players. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. blowing bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so West Ham, I hope they get a European place. I think that would be good for them. Yeah, Bring that's it. a huge club, big, historic London club. Yeah. yeah. Love to see them in Europe. All right. Tottenham, sixth place. Mm-hmm. Tottenham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have Newcastle, Man U, Everton, Man City, Sheffield, Leeds, Wolves, Aston Villa, than Leicester. 
And we know Spursy can go Spursy. It's going to go Spursy. And have you noticed any tendencies with Jose Mourinho that may seem a little familiar to I think you? There's a historical yeah, record we can analyze. Yeah, we kind of see where this is going. So what I've noticed recently is his um, he's starting to throw more people under the bus. Yes. Ugh. And he's coming up with these not not like anything has changed, but he he is starting to get into that trend of okay, the screws are coming loose in him again. Like he's starting to unwind. Yes. No, I mean just you just look at him. Just look at a photo of him. He does not look like a healthy, sane man. He looks like a mad professor. That's true. Uh, so, where do you see them finishing? Ooh. I'm going to say the wheels come off at the end of the season. They finish seventh. Okay. Do you see – okay, the question for me about Harry Kane. Do you think he's spurs through and through? Or does this guy want a trophy? C, both. Okay. He is Spurs through and through. I think he would love to stay with them. He would love to win trophies with them. But if he doesn't see that happening, I mean, he's not getting any younger. He's in his prime right now. I could see, yeah, I, I mean, what's his name? Daniel Levy, uh, about impossible to negotiate with. I don't know if somebody could pry Harry Kane loose. I'd kind of like to see it. I think he would – if things go bad before now and the end of the season, I think he will want it. So, let's see. Do you think he would be content with, you know, breaking all kinds of Spurs records, goals, all of that junk, and winning maybe like a league cup, not a mm. here and there? I don't think so. Like he, you know, his idol is Tom Brady. He is a humongous Tom Brady fan. Right. It's kind of sickening. So, yeah, he wants Super Bowls. He wants the big trophies. So he's going to leave Tottenham and come and kick in the NFL? Yeah, he's going to play with Tom in Tampa okay. Bay. Yeah. Okay. No, be okay with that. Yeah, that would actually kind of be cool. He has said that he wants to do that. But, no, nah, I mean, he's playing with his England teammates. These guys are winning league trophies. These guys are challenging for a Champions League trophy. And they're probably making fun of him for not having a trophy. Yeah. And – I'm sure they can't understand what he says back to him, but that's fine. <laughs> Sir Harry of Kane. No, uh, I mean, what are your thoughts? You think he's going to stay? I don't know because I don't know where his mind's at. You know, if if it was me, I would hope to think that I was like a one-club type of person, and if I'm putting up the type of numbers that he is, the club's happy with me, then I want to stay with my club. That's just me. Um. But my club also wins trophies. Ugh. So shots fired. So I mean that's that's real hard. So if I was I can't even say if I was on Tottenham. So if I was on West Ham <laughs> and I was um oh what what's the midfielder's name that's getting close to the end of his time? Mark Noble. Mark Noble. I would be that type of player. I would. I'd want to be comfortable, familiar with my surroundings. That's just who I am. I'd want to stay there. If they didn't win things, it's, you know, 
I left pieces of bone out on that field. That, yeah, that for the club. Yeah. So, I don't know about him. I don't know he's, about He's at a crossroads. Yeah. Unless something changes before now and the seasons, he's going to have a major decision. Yep, yep, yep. All right, in seventh place. I can't believe we're saying this. Liverpool. All right, Liverpool is in seventh at 46 points, tied with the Merseyside rivals of Everton. Mm-hmm. Everton so, with a game in hand. Yeah, exactly. And Everton could pass Tottenham, too, with that win. And maybe even West Ham, depending on the goal differential. But Liverpool, okay, they have left Arsenal, Aston Villa, Leeds, Newcastle, Man U, Southampton, West Brom, Burnley, Crystal Palace. So their last four games, I mean, maybe some of those would be fighting for survival, maybe just one, Burnley. West Brom is probably going to be relegated by then. So Newcastle should be in. I just, I don't see them dropping many, but we didn't see this. Well, I did call it. We said that if there was a major injury, and that they rode their luck too long that the wheels would fall off. Yeah. I mean, just like, uh, you know, Klopp's Dortmund years, like when it went downhill, it didn't just take a little dip. Like, I, No, it went like a drunk sailor rolling down the hill. Yeah. And then when it stopped, yeah, he was out of the club. Which I don't think it's going to go that far, but yeah. I mean, it, I, don't, I don't see him making top four. Okay. Do you see them – what do you see for them in the offseason if they don't make top four? Ooh, I mean, I could see them winning Champions League okay. this year for whatever reason. In a one-off game, they can do it. But for Premier League, it's just not happening. So they go up against Real Madrid. Yep. So Mo against Sergio Ramos. Yep, reunion. How do you think that's going to go? My money's on Liverpool. I think Salah, yeah, he's wanting to put himself in the shop window, and he's going to turn it on. Okay. I mean, if he blows it up versus Real, then you can almost bet your bottom dollar they're going to make a bid for him. My question to you is, Benzema right now is on yeah, fire. A tear. Liverpool's defense is also on fire yes for the bad reason. <laughs> like a bad fire <laughs> they're like they a house are, fire they're not stop dropping and rolling they're running around just screaming yes they don't know what's going on nobody has a fire extinguisher so I mean is it gonna be a close tie or is it well, I mean I know you said Liverpool but yeah it'll be close okay. it'll be close and I, and I think yeah the project Klopp has like players still want to play for him and there's already talk of, uh, what's his name, Kanate for RB Leipzig going there, which, I mean, essentially like someone they want to be the next Virgil van Dyke. Right. You know, not the finished product yet, but they're planning for the future. I mean, Klopp, he wants the challenge of going through a second cycle, building a second great team. They got some good youngsters coming up. Yeah, injuries kind of took them down a notch this time, but, yeah, I think he's going to stick around and – it won't be this year, though. I'm, I'm predicting sixth. Outgoings? Mm. 
I think one of the front three, I think Mo might be the one. Really? Yeah, I think I think he might be. If he blows it up versus Real, I think they're going to go in for him. Hmm. Okay. I could be wrong. All right. But yeah, I mean, their fans once somebody blows it up against them, they're like, okay, like this this could be the guy for us. Makes sense. All right, Everton, who's sitting in eighth, and the only reason we're going through Everton is because I got to finally get to Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> So Everton is doing all right, you know, in eighth place, game in hand. We just talked about it. Their last nine games are Crystal Palace, Brighton, Tottenham, Arsenal, Villa, West Ham, Sheffield, Wolves, and Man City. They're too spotty for me. I don't I I agree. I would say that they finish about where they're at, eighth. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, that. yeah, on their day – Especially early in the season. I mean, that was a frightening team. But it's very patchy, very glitchy. It's just not happening for them. Sometimes it does, but, yeah, I can't say I'm really challenging. And then you've got, you know, James Rodriguez, who's uh, learning what it's like to play against real men. I mean, the the English Premier League is a rough league. Yeah. When you get kicked a lot. Kind of takes a little bit of your Colombian soul out of it. Yeah, <laughs> takes a toll on that Colombian soul. There you go. All right, and finally, Arsenal oh, sitting yes. in ninth, forty-two yep. points. Arsenal. All right, so they are exactly nine points off of fourth place. First game back from the international break, Liverpool. Then Sheffield United, Fulham, Everton, Newcastle, West Brom, Chelsea, Crystal Palace, Brighton. Arsenal's the same for me as Everton and um, Tottenham. They just have a red card in them. They've got, you know, some unbelievable talent that can pull it together for a game. Mm -hmm. But I don't see them doing consistent run of games where they're putting – in the performances that they need to push them up. Yeah, I think uh, this year it's not going to happen, but next year I could see them a few moves. I mean, this team, they're coming together. A lot of young talent. Yeah. Yeah, that is not going to happen this year. Do you see them doing well? What we need to talk about is the Europa League because, Mm. let's see, no, Tottenham got put out. They did. That was just a kick, kick to the nuts. So Sorry, Spurs fans. Yeah. Man U and Arsenal are still in it. Uh-huh. You see uh, a final between the two of them, possibly? Potentially. Hmm. I mean, Anybody yeah. scare you in that, what's <laughs> left in that group? Not really. I mean, you know, Manchester United got put out of the FA Cup by Leicester. So I think Europa League, I mean, obviously they're not going to finish first in Premier League. So, yeah, I think Europa League is going to take uh, the precedence. Yeah, so I, I mean, yeah, I could see us being in the final. So, Europa League is really hard to play because you play on like a Thursday night and then yep. sat Sunday yep. or Monday and then you play again. So, with that being the case and Ole using his uh, the same players too much, is there a chance that they get knocked out of the top four by focusing on the Europa League or do they worry about the – Premier League 
and just don't worry about the. Uh, now I can see him slipping a little bit, but I mean I, I don't see him dropping out of the top four. Okay. Well, we went back to Man U. Sorry. Let's <laughs> let's get on to Arsenal. <laughs> yep, back okay. on that Arsenal. Do you think um, Arteta? Do you think that he will stay? Yes. I think they are committed. They want a Brendan Rodgers style project. Okay. Yep. Like holistic, top to bottom. Let this guy do his thing. Odegaard. Mm. It's been really smooth. He's an incredible player. Yeah. Does he go back to Real or does Real let him go? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they want to let him go, but I don't think he wants to go back there. He's just not convinced he'll get the playing time. It's hard when you get the taste, you know. He's been going to Real, so should Dad. Went back to Real, Madrid. Didn't happen for him. Now he's at Arsenal. I mean, if, uh, yeah. Everything I understand, I think he would like to stay. Do you see the um, the draw? Do you have a draw to the Los Blancos, the All-Whites? Mm. Me personally, no. Because my brother loves them. Okay. But I get it. But, I mean, Why? If, if I was a young player, though, I mean, there's a lot of prestige. They pay well. History's history, though. Yeah. Well, you got the team right now. Yeah. But at the same time, Champions League, the history of almost always winning it. I mean, it's uh, the lure is very strong. It wouldn't be my first choice, but I understand certain players, especially like South American or Spanish speaking. But, Makes yeah, sense. okay. Real Madrid. Okay, I get it. So you're Norwegian. Yes, exactly. Do you, do you want to? No. Okay. I mean, no. Premier League is the more natural habitat, I would feel, for the Scandinavian gentleman. Hmm. The discerning Scandinavian gentleman. All right, Erling Holland. Yes, do you hear that? exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. And, uh, yeah, when you just look at, like, younger players with Real Madrid, it just has not happened in a long, long time. That's true. Um, Unless they were brought through the academy. Yes. Or even then, like, some, I mean, it's it's very hard. Like, I mean, if you were Odegaard, I mean, you could have went to Borussia Dortmund or somewhere where you would be playing with some incredible talent and you'd be playing every week and you would be the star. Or you can go to Real Madrid and ride the bench. Yeah. So, not for me. I think he needs to stay in the Premier League. Okay. Go somewhere else. So Arsenal, not even come close to the top top four. No, not, okay. not this year. Next year they're going to challenge. Will they get into the top four next year? Potentially. Okay. So they used to be a mainstay for fourth place. That was like their goal. Yep. I think that's their natural habitat. They haven't been there in a long time. No, but I think they could get back there, but I don't. Thank goodness. I don't really see them challenging with Man City, Liverpool, Manchester United. Okay. Yeah, Chelsea. I mean, I can't really see them. The way they operate, like truly competing across the whole length of a season to challenge for the title. But top four, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, guys, that's that's our opinions. We'd love (laughs) to hear your opinions on this. Um, Everybody has one, so please write us in. Let us know what you think. Um. We're kind of doing something different with the segments as well. Yeah. So, Joe, I think you had something you wanted to discuss. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. All right. And go I, ahead. And uh, stop me if I speak out of turn, but I'm thinking 
as we move forward with Premier League games, the segments will change a little more also. We'll bring yes. them back. But yes. I think this week what we talked about doing is just a little finest frog's hair. Yes, sir. So I got you got one do you want to take it yeah yeah i'll uh i'll go first um i read this and this doesn't this isn't a premier league focused but this is somebody that i really do not like as a player but when i heard about what he's doing off the field i had to talk about it um so i want to speak about neymar jr so apparently, this guy, one, has an institute in Sao Paulo, Brazil, that helps out underprivileged kids, which I think is really good because, you know, it's, that's actually where my sister-in-law is from. Ooh. Yep. May have a chance to go visit there sometime. Mm. Really hope so. But Neymar... He has this institute for underprivileged kids of Sao Paulo. Um, when the pandemic happened, they had to shut it down, which, of course, you know, everybody knows the reasons why pandemic, it just couldn't, couldn't work. But this guy has continued to pay the full salaries of all of the staff. Not, and I'm not talking like, you know, 20. 142 employees. Wow. He has continued to pay their full, full. What am I trying to say, Jeff? Money. He's <laughs> paying money. Yeah. yeah, straight money, like Neymar money. Yeah, he's he's been paying their full salaries, full salaries to 142 people for over a year, and I just mad respect that from is, that. Yeah, incredible. You know this this pandemic's been tough on everyone, but. When you have that type of, um, you know, well-being that you're giving out to the world, I just, I can appreciate it. So, Neymar, sometimes your hair ain't too fine, but we'll give you some finest yeah. rocks hair today. All right. That's a good good choice. Go ahead. I like it. Well, I'm going to go with the uh, Premier League um, Forgotten Child, you know, was just crushing it in the championship last year for Fulham. This year, and eh, he's usually seen on the bench or not doing too much when he's on the field. Talking about Alexander Mitrovic. Looks like the guy you don't want to see in a dark alley at night. Yes. But this past week became his country, Serbia, their all-time top scorer. 39 goals. 63 international appearances. You know, he scored in their uh, 2-2 draw with Portugal and also goal in each half when they beat Azerbaijan. So just want to give our buddy a little, little credit. You know, if he can maybe get back on the field for Fulham, they're battling uh, relegation. You know, we got a lot of love for Fulham on this podcast. I'm hoping they uh, stay P. up. Yeah. Scotty P. Yeah, so Scotty P., Tim Ream, Starberry Dream. I mean, yeah. get the band back together. Get Mitrovic out there. And, uh, yeah, just want to give him credit. Congratulations yeah. to him. And please forgive me if I'm if I'm wrong, but did 
in an interview afterwards, didn't he kind of break down and oh, go yes. into tears? Yes. So you could tell how much it truly meant meant to him. So, yeah, good on you, Mitrovic. Yep. Heck yeah. So that is kind of the end of our segments. Um, what we do have in, you know, I want to give a shout-out to this next person for our tailgate, um, good old Two-Foot Terry. That's sent right. us an email in a couple of a couple of weeks ago, maybe a week ago, um, I emailed him back to let him know that we'd be definitely getting to his email. But Two Foot Terry, again, we appreciate you. Yes, the man, the myth, yes. the mythical man. And if you are Tim Ream, <laughs> get it, buddy. I would love it. All right, so he said, Hey, boys, Terry here. I have a question, or really, I need some advice. How do I get my 65-year-old southerner of a dad into soccer? Thanks, Two Foot Terry. P.S. Do y'all play FIFA? Who would win in the Sears Soccer Studs FIFA Derby? So, Joe, if it's okay, I'd like to answer this first question. Okay. About the southerner of a dad. Please do. So, just I want to interject real quick. I'm just curious... What is Two Foot Terry's dad like? Is he also Two Foot? Is he a grown man? Is I just I'm curious about the whole family. To be honest, no, Two I Foot Terry. I never thought about him being actually two feet tall. Yeah, well, okay. two or two footed. It might be both. Okay. Left foot, right foot. I'm maybe, just curious. Maybe he's got two right. I'm just trying feet. to get an idea of this this wonderful person. Yes, the myth <laughs> that is Two Foot Terry. So, Two Foot. <laughs> um, That's a great nickname, by yeah. the way. So, my dad, um, even though I played soccer growing up, and he, you know, he was a part of my, you know, upbringing. He went to games. He was there to support me and everything. He just, he didn't quite pay attention to it as much. So, I can kind of understand where you're coming from. And just my advice is just, you know, any chance you get, you can bring up soccer around him. If he's just like, oh, well, you know, I, I, you know, I can't, I don't really care. If you're passionate about it, he'll be passionate about it too. So what happened with my dad, I continued to, you know, go over and hang out, watch soccer and, you know, talk about what's going on on the game. And then one day my dad's like, so I started to watch the English Premier League and I think I got a team. And this was a couple years ago. And I was like, oh, really? Who, who do you like? He said, Liverpool. <laughs> I was mm. like, come on. Jumping on the bandwagon, because that was right when Liverpool started to turn around, won the Champions League and all of that. But I asked him why he decided to do that, and he was like, well, I had to figure out a way to communicate with you. Oh. And so it meant that was awesome. A little father-son yeah. bonding. Yeah. So uh, every now and then, you know, when we talk, I'll, he still keeps up with it. And it's, uh, it's just, I think you can't force it on him. You just, you know, just it's something that you're passionate about. So just keep talking about it, man. And then if he cares enough, and I'm sorry if he doesn't, I don't want to say <laughs> he said, If he's a southerner, he's a, he's a gentleman, right? Yeah, I would so, say so. 
So, uh, yeah, just keep talking about it. Explain some things to them. You know, try to explain how people get into the Champions League or the Europa League. Explain it like the NCAA versus the NIT. That yes. always helps. You yes. Know? That's, that's not a bad idea. That's what I did. Uh-huh. So it took me a long time to understand all of the, you know, leagues and the league cups and the tournaments that went on. So if you sit down and just explain that, he he may eventually get to the point where it's like, oh, gosh, I, I may have to watch some just to communicate with my kid. With my own son. Yep. I would say just quick little something. I don't know if you thought about it. Two-foot Terry. I seem to remember you having a significant other. Could be wrong. Two-foot Tina. Two-foot Tina. That's right. Yes, I did forget about it. Sorry, Tina. Um... If y'all haven't thought about it, maybe a couple grandkids. Just going to throw that out there. I could guarantee you grandkids starts playing soccer. Yep. Two-foot Terry, your dad, he's going to be into soccer. There you go. That's good. That's good stuff. Just my two cents. All right. So let's get on to this second part. Do y'all play FIFA, and then who would win in the Seer Soccer Studs Derby? I think I said Seer Soccer the first time. So. Yeah. <laughs> It's been a while. Yep. Um, I used to play. haven't played in probably, oh, wow, um, since I graduated college. So that was like 12 years ago. Ooh. So Emma recently got like a little Nintendo Switch and asked me if I wanted any games. And I was like, yeah, let me play FIFA. I, f- I remember why I don't play FIFA. It is so frustrating. <laughs> yeah. So... I I really I've played maybe a handful of games on that and I just I don't care to do it anymore. Mm. So Joe would Joe would whoop me. I would, yeah, thank you for that. Yes, I Joe want, would I didn't have to throw it absolutely down, yeah. whoop me. So I got out of it. I got back into it. Shoot, uh, last fall. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the best, but yeah, I feel I could take you. So yeah. Yeah, yeah my my heyday was when Drogba and Elka, Solomon Kalou were the front three, and I could just cross the ball in, and they'd win headers over everyone. Man. i just beat people down the line, cross it in, goal. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, it's I'll, been a long It'd be fun time. to play, but, man, yeah, I feel it gets a little heated yeah. when you get guys playing FIFA for whatever reason. Yeah, and then, you know, just looking at Instagram and some of the people that post these weird – circumstances that happen on FIFA where literally a guy's a goalie's body does like a complete 360 and spins like a I don't know like a Twizzler <laughs> and then they somehow are able to save the ball their arms are broken in half and then moved around their body I just no I have to I'm, just I'm, break my controller yeah yes so that I don't need any more frustration in my life. So, yes, Joe would whoop me. Joe right. would whoop me. Well, mm-hmm. guys, we appreciate it. Um, please, I think it will be, you know, a couple more weeks, you know, with soccer, my yeah. soccer being really busy. It's, it's doing lesson plans and everything is really tough on me. So um, we'll we'll try to get another one out in the future. We appreciate you listening. Please email us at seersoccerstuds at gmail. Yes. Find us on Instagram, Twitter. Not very active. Seersoccerstuds. Yep. 
We do have a new logo that we hope to be coming out. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Benny 5K. Yes, follow him. Yeah, a little artist that's putting it together, hometown artist. Um, so, yeah, um, I think that's about it, Jeff. Yeah, sounds good to me. You came for the footy, stayed for the accents. All right. Yes, until next time, studs up.